You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 356. We're continuing in the book of Ezra. Ezra needs a Levi to run the brand new temple. So as they're out there on the search, the king of Persia promises to give cavalry protection. Those are usually the strongest and most mobile units of the ancient armies. Yet despite this incredible piece of military technology, Ezra declines and says, I'm just going to pray and fast. God will take care of us. I wonder how many of us have that kind of faith. Ezra gets the 12 priests that he needs and puts them in charge. And as operations are now under full swing, we come across an interesting situation. Remember, the Israelites are trying to turn a brand new leaf and do better than they did last time. And so part of that is kind of doing away with the worldly relationships. See, a lot of them intermarried with Persians who are straight-up pagans. And so, the edict comes in that uh, if you have a non-Jewish spouse, time to get rid of them. How easy would that be? But this is all part of cleaning house. We're also continuing in the book of Revelation. There's a new song in heaven. Apparently, only the 144,000 elect are able to learn and perform this song. But then more angels appear, and it's time for reaping. One angel who looks like the Son of Man comes and reaps all the faithful people from the earth. The Lord promises that they can now rest from all of their hard work. And then the other angel comes and reaps all of the people who are not faithful. And if you want to know what happens to them, stay with us to the end of the episode as we go into Revelations chapter 14. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Ezra chapter 8, verses 15 to 36. The Return to Jerusalem I, Ezra, called all these people to meet together at the river that flows towards Ahava. We camped at that place for three days. I carefully looked over the priests in the group, but there were no Levites. So I called these leaders, Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jarib, Elnathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulam. I also called two teachers, Joyarib and Elnathan. I sent the men to Edo, leader in the town of Kasifia. I told them what to say to Edo and his relatives who were temple workers now living in Kasafia. I told the men to ask Edo and his relatives to send us workers to serve in God's temple. Because God was with us, they sent Sherebiah, a skilled man from the descendants of Mali. Mali was the son of Levi, one of Israel's sons. They also sent his sons and brothers, 18 men in all. They also sent Hashabiah and Jeshiah from the descendants of Merari, along with their brothers and nephews. In all, there were twenty men. Besides these, there were two hundred and twenty temple workers whose ancestors had been chosen by David and his officials to help the Levites. The names of all these men were written on the list. There, near the Ahava River, 
I announced that we should all fast to humble ourselves before our God. We wanted to ask God to give us a safe journey and to protect us, our children, and everything we own. I didn't want to ask King Artaxerxes for protection because of what we had told him. We had said, Our God is with everyone who trusts him, but he is very angry with everyone who turns away from him. So I was embarrassed to ask the king to send soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on our journey. So we fasted and prayed to our God about our journey, and he answered our prayers. Then I chose 12 of the priests who were leaders. I chose Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and 10 other priests. I weighed the silver, gold, and the other things that were given for God's temple. I gave them to the 12 priests I had chosen. King Artaxerxes, his advisors, his important officials, and all the Israelites in Babylon had given those things for God's temple. I weighed all these things. There were 22 tons of silver. There were also 3,400 kilograms of silver utensils. There were 3,400 kilograms of gold. And I gave them 20 gold bowls. The bowls weighed more than 8 kilograms. And I gave them two beautiful dishes made from polished bronze that were as valuable as gold. Then I said to the twelve priests, You and these things are holy to the Lord. People gave this silver and gold to the Lord, the God of your ancestors. So guard these things carefully. You are responsible for them until you weigh them in front of the leading priests, the Levites, and the family leaders of Israel in Jerusalem. You will weigh these things at the storeroom of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. So the priests and Levites accepted the silver, gold, and other objects that Ezra had weighed and given to them. They were told to take them to God's temple in Jerusalem. On the twelfth day of the first month, we left the Ahava River and started towards Jerusalem. God was with us, and He protected us from enemies and robbers along the way. When we arrived in Jerusalem, we rested there for three days. On the fourth day, we went to the temple and weighed the silver, gold, and other objects. We gave them to Merimoth, son of Uriah, the priest. Eleazar, son of Phinehas, was with Merimoth. The Levites, Josabad, son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, son of Benui, were with him also. We counted and weighed everything, and we wrote down the total weight. Then the Jewish people who had returned from captivity offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel. They offered twelve bulls for all Israel, ninety-six rams, seventy-seven male lambs, and twelve male goats for a sin offering. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. Then the people gave the letter from King Artaxerxes to the regional rulers and to the governors of the area west of the Euphrates River. And the leaders gave their support to the Israelites and to the temple. Ezra chapter 9, verses 1 through 15. Marriages to non-Jewish people. After we finished all these things, the leaders of the Israelites came to me and said, Ezra, the Israelites have not kept themselves separate from the other people living around us. And the priests and the Levites have not kept themselves separate. The Israelites are being influenced by disgusting things done by the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. 
the Israelite men have found wives for themselves and their sons from among the people living around us. The Israelites are supposed to be special, but now they're mixed with the other people living around them. And the Israelite leaders and officials are the ones who have led the way in doing this. When I heard about this, I tore my robe and my coat to show. I was upset. I pulled hair from my head and beard. I sat down, shocked and upset. Then everyone who respected God's law shook with fear. They were afraid because the Israelites who had returned from captivity were not faithful to God. I was shocked and upset. I sat there until the evening sacrifice and the people gathered around me. Then, when it was time for the evening sacrifice, I got up from where I had been sitting in shame and sorrow. My robe and coat were torn and I fell on my knees with my hands lifted up to the Lord my God. Then I prayed. My God, I am too ashamed and embarrassed to look at you. I am ashamed because our sins are higher than our heads. Our guilt has reached all the way up to the heavens. We have been guilty of many sins from the days of our ancestors until now. We sinned, so our kings and priests were punished. Foreign kings attacked us and took our people away. They took away our wealth and made us ashamed. It is the same even today. But now, finally, you have been kind to us. You have let a few of us escape captivity and return to live in this holy place. Lord, you gave us new life and relief from our slavery. Yes, we were slaves but you would not let us be slaves forever. You were kind to us. You made the kings of Persia be kind to us. Your temple was ruined, but you gave us new life so that we could rebuild your temple and repair it like new. God, you helped us build a wall to protect Judah and Jerusalem. Now, God, what can we say to you? We have stopped obeying you again. You used your servants, the prophets, to give these commands to us. And you said, The land you are going to live in and own is a ruined land. It has been ruined by disgusting things the people living there have done. You have done very bad things everywhere in this land. They have made this land dirty with their sins. So Israelites, don't let your children marry their children. Don't join them. Don't want the things they have. Obey my commands so that you will be strong and enjoy the good things of the land. And then you can keep this land and give it to your children. What has happened to us is our own fault. We have done evil things and we have much guilt. But you, our God, have punished us much less than we deserve. And you have even allowed some of our people to escape captivity. So we know that we must not break your commands. We must not marry these people who do such disgusting things. God, if we continue to do this, we know you will destroy us. Then there would be no one from the Israelites left alive. Lord, God of Israel, 
You are good, and you have even let some of us live. Yes, we are guilty, and because of our guilt, not one of us should be allowed to stand before you. Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 to 13. God's people sing a new song. Then I looked, and there before me was the Lamb, who was standing on Mount Zion. There were 144,000 people with him. They all had his name and his Father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven, as loud as the crashing of floodwaters or claps of thunder. But it sounded like harpists playing their harps. The people sang a new song before the throne and before the four living beings and the elders. The only ones who could learn the new song were the 144,000 who had been bought from the earth. No one else could learn it. These are the ones who kept themselves pure by not doing sinful things with women. Now they follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They were bought from among the people of the earth as the first to be offered to God and the Lamb. They are not guilty of telling lies. They are without fault. The three angels. Then I saw another angel flying high in the air. The angel had the eternal good news to announce to the people living on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and race of people. The angel said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him praise. The time has come for God to judge all people. Worship God. He made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Then the second angel followed the first angel and said, She is destroyed. The great city of Babylon is destroyed. She led all the nations into sin. Her wild sexual desire was like wine that made them all drunk. The third angel followed the first two angels. This third angel said in a loud voice, God will punish all those who worship the beast and the beast's idol and agree to have the beast's mark on their forehead or on their hand. They will drink the wine of God's anger. This wine is prepared with all its strength in the cup of God's anger. They will be made to suffer pain with burning sulfur before the holy angels and the Lamb. And the smoke from their burning pain will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest, day or night, for those who worship the beast and its idol, or who wear the mark of its name. This means that God's holy people must be patient. They must obey God's commands and keep their faith in Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven. It said, Write this. From now on, there are great blessings for those who belong to the Lord when they die. The Spirit says, Yes, that is true. They will rest from their hard work. What they have done will stay with them. The earth is harvested. I looked in there before me, sitting on a white cloud, was one who looked like the Son of Man. He had a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. 
Then another angel came out of the temple. This angel called to the one who was sitting on the cloud. Take your sickle and gather from the earth. The time to harvest has come, and the fruit on the earth is ripe. So the one who was sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven. This angel also had a sharp sickle. And then another angel, one in charge of the fire, came from the altar. He called to the angel with the sharp sickle and said, Take your sharp sickle and gather the bunches of grapes from the earth's vine. The earth's grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle over the earth. He gathered the earth's grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's anger. The grapes were squeezed in the winepress outside the city. Blood flowed out of the winepress. It rose as high as the heads of the horses for a distance of 300 kilometers. Proverbs chapter 31, wise words for a king. These are the words that the mother of King Lemuel of Massa taught him. I prayed for a son, and you are the son I gave birth to. Don't waste your strength on women. Women destroy kings, so don't waste yourself on them. Lemuel, it is not wise for kings to drink wine. It is not wise for rulers to want beer. They may drink too much and forget what the law says. Then they might take away the rights of the poor. Give beer to people without hope. Give wine to those who are in trouble. Let them drink to forget their troubles. Let them forget they are poor. Speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves. Help people who are in trouble. Stand up for what you know is right and judge all people fairly. Thank you, everyone. That was day 356. Join us for day 357. We will finish the book of Ezra. Remember that deal about getting rid of foreign wives? Well, Ezra and a guy named Shechaniah did not forget about it. Will they make the Israelites actually do it? And then a proclamation is made that everyone in Judah needs to go gather in Jerusalem for the next three days. And some serious consequences will happen if they don't show up or they're late. And even though it's raining and pouring outside, the purging of the foreign wives must continue. And we'll continue in the book of Revelation. Just when he thought it was all over, seven more angels come, and each one has a different plague. But all is not bad in heaven. John sees a bunch of people sitting by a sea of glass, playing musical instruments, and singing songs of praise to God. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.